Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. Brad and Ray are here. We have a tremendous guest. And something I expected to say when the season started, and then wasn't sure I'd ever say when the season got going, but now I can say is that the Canes are one point away from first in the Metro. Holy cow, what a turnaround, Ray. This is, I mean, they were legit looking at missing the playoffs unless something drastic happened, and drastic has happened, and they have just been on a heater. So, I mean, my goodness, for the last five in January, just totally kicking butt and taking names, man. How you feeling? Uh, cold. Man, I'm cold. Uh, it is <laughs> minus 38 right now Celsius. Minus, Oof. I think that's minus 14, 15 for those of you who choose to, you know, judge by Fahrenheit. Yeah. Alberta has been uh, under a brownout watch, so they might have to go to. Um, yeah, we got an emergency thing last night during the game no less when I was watching and I was like, what the heck? So I had to shut off all the lights in my house and just watch the game. <laughs> like it was, Man, it's like watching it's like, the game in the dark, right? It it's was, like Texas, but Northern. Yeah, it was, it's a, crazy situation here that we're dealing oh, with. Well, best but, of luck there, man. But yeah, no, no kidding. But at 10, one and four, since that, abomination of a road trip through my neck of the woods whilst I was in Bahamas um, is so it is fantastic. your fault. It was my fault. I have to, I have to own that. I went to the Bahamas and the boys came through my neck of the woods and we stunk. We stunk. And somehow we get back and turn it around 10, one and four. The team is looking great. There are a lot of possibilities for the reason for that and we will take a look at that during the program but first as always we have a guest in the storm cellar a fantastic one that we hear sometimes if you do the tour of podcasts for the hurricanes you'll hear her name dropped on the surge cast as the one who I, i've never had a chance to meet her but she's always providing such great things. And she actually got me duped. I thought that the surge cast got all of their own, uh, all of their own bobbleheads, not bobbleheads. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? The big, the big head and stuff like that. What is it? Uh, uh, like Punko? Punko? The, the Oh, the Funko Pops. Funko Pops, yeah. Funko yeah, Pops. okay. I was like, so they got I was like, oh my gosh, looking jealous I gotta, now. Uh, no, that's exactly it. And I wanted one so bad. Turns out, Jules was responsible for making those for the group. She totally duped me. I wanted one for for myself. And now I'm going to put her on the spot and ask her if she'll make one for me too. I know you made one for me, but that stick was so busted. Like, I didn't... <laughs> I mean, it was right. right, right. But the, you know, whatever, Jules, <laughs> how are, how the heck are you? We are so excited. Yeah. You know, yeah. You make great things for them. And I just want to say, and not just them, awesome. right? 
Yeah, well, ju- not we'll just them. Sp- spill the beans, but yeah. But that's how I that's how I knew of her, and now we have her joining us right here in the storm suit. Uh, sorry, in the surge cast. No, we're not in the surge cast. We're in the storm cellar. Oh I'm my god, the cold is affecting his brain now. That's fine. It's it's yeah. it's negative thirty four there. Give the man a break. Oh my, or it goodness. could be old age. I mean, it probably is a little you know, bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not like your grandpa over there on the surge cast, but you know. Oh wow. Jules, how are you? I'm good. Um, yes, I was behind their Funko Pops. Um, I cannot take full credit for that, though, because those were all AI. I just typed in what I thought would make something cool for them. Um, I'd be happy to make you one. But in the full term of design and graphic design, um, I am literally just typing things into a uh pre-made uh thing for that um but yes <laughs> i do i do occasionally uh design things for the surge cast um when they need my help announcing things like their 100th episode with martin Nook. that was a super fun secret to keep um because yeah. i knew as soon as they booked him um that he was going to be on so kind of helping create the fun uh, excitement uh, announcement for that um, and I don't know how but I am lucky enough to be part of the Fancy Duck Boys um, that is just I wouldn't explain I can't even explain what that group is but the three boys that are in that or guys, men, whatever you want to call them uh, they're fantastic and the fact that they have just roped me in with that I feel like I'm not even worthy of being called a fancy duck boy, but you know, um, I, I'm I'm there for whenever they need me. Um, I sometimes contribute to ideas, but most of the time I just sit back and just let them go. Wow! And 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 to, and, and to, to give them a pat on the back too. Um, uh, I, I had exchanged messages with the moose like a, over a year ago about coming on sometime and it couldn't work right. Cause he just had a baby. Um, and then this year I was trying to get all of you on and I got two separate messages going. Um, you just need jewels. So just get jewels on as soon as you can. And I'm like, okay, like instead of getting, trying to get all of you together, like we'll grab jewels. So, uh, they are behind you 110% because they, they were the ones who were like, you don't need all of us. Like you just need jewels. Like she's the, she's the creative mastermind here. So, but good stuff. I love that. I will say those, Ray, they take a different approach, right? Cause uh, they split a stick last night between Ranta and Pesci, which is something we don't do. Um, wow. But I can't fault them either. Right. Like, you know, that they had two players of the game and it was, how do you not, you know, how do you not kind of do that? Like, we're not going to, cause I'm a jerk like that, but no, no, no. But I thought, see- I thought that was, I was like, yeah, that's kind of how I would want to do it. So kudos to uh, Jules and the rest of the fancy duck boys. Uh, on on you know both Pesci and Ranta getting the the kudos last night because both of those guys just played stellar. I was they, gonna say it's actually funny when we come up with uh, who gets the cane of the game or you know whatever. We actually somebody normally nominates one or two players and then the rest just kind of say 
yeah i agree or no like i think it's this person like we actually like have a small little discussion about it sometimes most of the time it is very unanimous of like you know they'll throw up somebody and we're all like yeah that's who it needs to be but then last night we were like no we we need to make both of them yeah (laughs) well that's kind of that's kind of the same way for brad and i because we chatted and until until pesci scored the goal I was firmly in the Ronta camp and Brad was with Pesci and it was close. And then Pesci scored and I was like, okay, it's got to be Pesci for the, for it. But the extra uh, umph, right? But yeah, yeah. I, it could have gone either way. I, I was going with Pesci, just not the goal. But when he blocked a shot, you know, went down, got up, got in the way of the second shot and then got up and, you know, and got back into the play right away. I'm like, that's the effort that Brett Pesci is somebody who last year I said, when you don't hear his name, he's doing his job. Yeah. And we haven't heard his name in a while. And that's a good thing. Right. So, but yeah, it's, yeah, I think Ray and I do kind of the same thing. We, we agree what, Ray, probably 80% of the time or something. Yeah. And then 20% of the time there's a little back and forth and then, Sometimes I just go, well, I'm making the post, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is fun, which is fine. You know, I've always said, uh, Brad is the brains of the operation. I uh, am the not terribly not like that. window dressing. Um, so, Jules, let's hear it. Uh, you know how you know how the uh, storm seller works. We are all about the Caniacs who we will talk about. I have a point to make about that, but we'll do it after we hear all of the details from you because you are the important guest that we need to hear from. We want to hear how you became a Caniac. We want to hear everything from, Are you, have you migrated to the team? Were you here right from the start? Who's your favorite uh, player? If you have one uh, all time and this team, Lay it all out for us because Kaniacs are the fuel to the team's fire. We help them loudest barn in the, in the league. Right. So let's hear it. Bring it, bring it to us. So, um, I guess the beginning of my Kaniac and fan journey, um, I don't want to say is boring, but it's just kind of simple. Um, I've been in Raleigh my entire life. Um, been growing up here and going to games for as long as I can remember. Um, I, now that I am so invested in the team and, um, you know, am such a big fan now, um, I've talked to my parents just to hear stories. Um, my mom, uh, has a scrapbook that she has kept of all of us. And so it's fun flipping through that and seeing the pictures, um, like, I was three years old and it's me at the top of PNC arena with stormy. Like I have pictures that go back almost my entire life. Um, since they've been here. Um, apparently I went to some games in Greensboro and, you know, so I've, I've literally been there since the beginning. Um, and so grew up a Canes fan, grew up going to games. Um, my dad worked for a company that, um is a sponsor of the team he was able to sometimes get the suite um so i've i've just gone i've been in the suite multiple times 
Um, but a core memory I would say that I have of mine as a child going to games was we used to call them the TV seats. Um, it is what the arena club is because it is the seats that are on the second floor that have the bar. That's like what you sit at. And it's got the TV, like every two or three people, um, we used to call those the TV seats, so we'd go to a game. We're like, yes, we're in the TV seats. Um, my sister and I would bring headphones, and we would find a way to plug in our headphones, like, because the TV's protected by, like, the screen and in a cage, so no one takes it and whatever. But we would find a way to plug in our headphones, and we would watch... Uh, Disney Channel, we would watch Nickelodeon, um, <laughs> not care at all what is going on on the ice, who's playing, what's happening. Um, as long as we got to go sit in the TV seats and watch whatever we <laughs> wanted to watch, which we could also watch at home. Um, but it was just cooler watching it not at home. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. Then we were cool. Um, so... There's, I have tons of memories going there. And like I said, I was watching Disney Channel and uh, SpongeBob um, at games and not caring. Um, and I bet your parents didn't mind a bit, right? Like, I mean, I know. So my, my son goes to hockey. Like, he likes hockey and he enjoyed it for like maybe half an hour, but he goes for snacks, right? Oh, like, yeah. I, I know this. I, I, I know I'm not fooling myself. He's going because they have dip and dots and they have pretzels and they have barbecue nachos. And the game is tertiary probably to those other things. Yeah. So, and it's fine because I and still get to watch the in. game and he's happy. <laughs> and at some point he'll start paying more attention and you know, it all works out. So it's, it, it worked out in your case. Right. So totally oh, worth yeah. it. I mean, as a kid, what more could you want? You get to go brag to your friends at school. Like, Oh, I went to the games game and sat in fancy seats. Couldn't tell you if the Canes won or lost. <laughs> um, but you know so girl grew up doing that and then it then migrated to the suite and you know that's when I kind of started actually getting into hockey and paying attention of like oh like this is what this player does this is you know this type of penalty and things like that so I just really taught myself um about it and um then it grew to my senior year of high school. Um, I had saved up money to go on a school trip, but I wound up deciding not to deciding to not go on that. Uh, so I was like, so what am I going to do with this money? Um, begged my mom. I bought myself a season ticket for the Canes game for the Canes, a full season. I was a senior. Wow. Wow. Bought myself um, a season ticket. Um, my my mom's only rule was that I sit near some family friends. So that way I could drive to the game alone, but I wasn't just sitting there and going alone. Um, got the seat right behind them. Um, and from then on, I've been fully immersed. And I went away for college, um, did come back occasionally for games. Um, but then now I'm back here and have been a full-time season ticket member for, this is my third year. Again. Nice. That's amazing. Technically four years, if you include my senior year of high school, but consecutively, this is my third year of being a full-time member. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now. Okay. So 
all-time favorite player. So growing I mean, up, it, yeah. Um, growing up, my favorite player was Ron Francis. Now, again, Ray Strutting for those of you who can't see, which is everyone. Awesome. Um, Ray's got his head up and his shoulders are back now I I don't know why Um, I just picked Ron Francis when I was little and you know again some of that was during the time where I didn't really care about hockey or know anything about hockey it was just oh yeah I just like Ron Francis you know whatever Um, so I don't want to say he's all time but he was like my first favorite I guess Um, and then when I started getting into hockey for myself and teaching myself everything and kind of learning everything, um, it was when Jeff Skinner was drafted. So Uh. was a, was a big Jeff Skinner fan, uh, until the 2013 draft and we got Lindholm. Ah, there you go. Um, I'll never forget where I was when we drafted him, I was working at a fast food restaurant. We were not allowed to have our phones. I was super excited. Didn't know who the Canes were going to pick. And I was live streaming the draft on my phone, hidden in the drive through cash register. Um, to, <laughs> in between cars, trying to like, I couldn't hear it because I had a drive through headset on. And sure. it was before... AirPods were a thing, so like I'm like got the subtitles on because I'm like okay, like who did the Canes draft? Like, and I got like notifications on for everything. And for some reason, when we drafted him, I was like, "Sorry, buddy, but you're it." Um, <laughs> That's amazing. And, That's dedication. Uh, it is Peng- he, Penguins fans. I mean, like, I mean, Canes Canes fans. As soon as he got <laughs> drafted, um, he was my favorite, um, and. Uh, he was the first time he was, it was the first time when he got traded, um, that I actually ever cried over that uh, cried over the Canes losing a player, um, completely devastated. And I was just like, why is this happening? And, oh, oh, it was terrible. Um, so I feel your pain. I feel your pain. That's how anyone would do as anyone Uh would do with a favorite player. Yeah. Um, I immediately the next season bought tickets to Calgary and went to Calgary to see the Canes versus Flames. Um, nice. So we were in the same place. So uh, now we were in the same building because we were in the Saddle Dome. You can you can back me up. The place is a dump, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's like not, it's not nice. It's it's a, it's a concrete dump is what it is. And I mean, it's, a, you know, I, I enjoy seeing games there, but you're right. So we were in the same barn unbeknownst to each other. Yeah. Watching... January of uh, 2019. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, he was my favorite. And then I vowed to myself that I would never get another favorite again because Every single time I got somebody's jersey, I have different shirtsies or whatever you want to call them with tags still on them. Um, used to love him. Oh, no. well, I, I still love him, but used to be a big uh, Q fan. Uh, literally got his shirt still ha- it, to this day, still has the tags on him because two weeks later he got traded. Um, yeah. 
every single time I, it would seem mm-hmm. for me to collect somebody's shirt or a jersey, they would be gone. And I was like, you know what? I'm done doing this. Um, until I ate my words again. Um, loved him in Montreal. Was a big um, KK fan when he was with Montreal. And uh, the only one of the only other times that I remember crying during a hockey event or whatever was when he signed the offer sheet and we got him. Um, so currently now, uh, KK is my favorite and I will do and say anything to defend him. So there you know, you there's, go. See, there's times and- where I have to sit back and I know that some people have other opinions and things, but I just let it go. Yeah. There you go. And see, that that's growth there, right? Because she made a rookie mistake. Like you, you, you never buy a jersey for somebody not under a long term deal. <laughs> but now, <laughs> see, KK's got what six more years left after this one. See yep. now, see now you're in the clear, now most I'm likely. Safe. Like you don't yeah, know for exactly. sure, um, right? Fun, Trades happen, yeah, but really as as Ray fun. likes to remind me, if Gretzky can get traded, anyone can get traded. That's but true. yeah, it's there's a reason I have a closet full of like Svechnikov jerseys now. Right. Yeah. Because well, those are know, probably safe. Right. For a everything while. Everything happens. <laughs> and I know that he is not 100 percent safe, but I did have a blank jersey that I had for about three years. And there was one certain player that I was going to put on him. And now I'm glad I didn't because he's a punk and no one really likes him in the Canes fan base. So I probably would have wanted to crawl in a hole if I actually had his jersey. Um, and so I saved it and I was like, if I put anything on it, I'll just wait till I find a favorite player to stick on. So I was like, okay, well, you know, Svetch signed his contract. I was like, well, maybe I can put Svetch on it. And then we got KK and then he signed his big contract and I said, you know what? It's safe. Literally two weeks later, immediately went to the eye and got it put on. So there you go. Well, yeah. rescuing KK from the team that shall not be named is first and foremost the best reason to put the the number on there and make him your favorite. That's uh, that's outstanding. Number yeah, one. Yeah, um, uh, I now have two of his jerseys. Um, technically three, but the third one I will never wear. I'm in the process of getting it framed. It is his um, warm up worn kids day one from last nice. year. Nice. Oh, um, nice. I have always wanted one of those because um, I do collect things and um, things like that. I, I've always wanted one of those warm-up jerseys, but what made that one so special is my friend's daughter uh, created the Stormy patch that was on the shoulder of those jerseys. Oh, rock so on! That's, that's why I pushed so hard to get that particular one. A, because it was warm-up worn it's kk's um but it's got her shoulder it's got the stormy patch on it that she created so wicked yeah, yeah. and warm-up jerseys for anybody who wants to buy like a worn jersey like warm-up jerseys are great because they don't get all that hot and sweaty in them like they don't stink you can frame them without washing them that kind of thing um if you buy like season game worn jerseys they i mean they obviously wash them they're they go through a lot of wear and tear uh, they do smell sometimes, so just know like you might have to hit them with a little Febreze before you mount it, that kind of thing. Right. Just just be be advised. Like the warm up yeah. jersey, I think is the way to go. Yeah, I, I I thought I was safe there. I've known people yeah. who've gotten the off the players' backs and had to like hold the jersey outside the card like window on the way home because it stunk so bad or was like so wet from all the sweat that it right it's um, yeah there's some people like oh that'd be awesome like like they has their sweat I'm like nah 
like hockey 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 <laughs> funk is is different y'all hockey funk is is not to be toyed with at all yeah like um, people people who buy game worn skates at the yard sale i'm always like more power to you that's like bowling shoes times a thousand like no thanks yeah um but that's really kind of where i am at with my i guess caniac fandom um i am on a mission i started it in 2014 to go to all of the arenas which is this i see that in the background yeah it's my map that um my friends got me for my birthday uh i have been so far to 12 out of the 32 um and I've gone to at least one since every year since 2014, except for the bubble years. Um, sure. So I I'm still working strong on that goal. Um, it's been super exciting. Um, only one of the 12 uh, was not a Canes versus whoever they were playing. Um, and that was the Rangers. And I'm glad for that. So I didn't have to come across anybody. It was the Rangers versus Capitals. Um, but everybody else, has, it has been them versus the Canes, which has been super fun. Um, some of them they've won. Some of them they lost. Um, I just love being one of the only Canes fans in the arena and getting to jump up and cheer for them when they score. There's something awesome. about that, isn't it? Like, uh, oh. I've done it. You know, I've been in Edmonton. Now, here's the thing. Edmonton. I got to do that in the uh, in Northlands, which is a different barn altogether. That was another dump. Uh, they've got a much nicer building now that I have not had a chance to get to, uh, but it's 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 just amazing going into those other buildings and being the lone fan and standing up and. You know, sure, maybe some places you feel like Custer. Have you been in Toronto? I have not, but I will be there in November. So I don't know if it'll work out schedule-wise that it'll be the Canes versus the Leafs, but I'll at least try to go to the game no matter who it is when I'm up there. Sure, and because in Toronto, uh, it's very corporate. And the my spot was, you know, two seats from the glass on the Kane side and we won that game. And every time we scored, I'd stand up and there was no, like, I don't even know if anyone else was paying attention to be perfectly honest to the game because everyone doing business deals in the stands and stuff. And I'm sitting there cheering my face off and you didn't feel it. You can actually, in some places, I don't want to say you're, it sounds hyperbolic and it probably is a little bit take your life into your own hands going in, you know, to another barn. I could see Philly being like that. Certainly MSG has proven that that can be a place where being an opposition fan is dangerous, right? Calgary, not so much. Although you Boston outside. Yeah. 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 So, 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 yeah, so for those who don't know, so Boston's uh, TD Garden is built into North Station, which is one of the subway stations. So like inside the arena, you're fine, but you walk out and then basically you're in part of this big complex that's part of the train station. And then once you're in the train station area, like, good oh, luck. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little bit can be a little rough. I mean, you, have, you just, you, you know, if you're not being antagonizing, you're fine. But, you know, don't just, I wouldn't run your mouth. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, people I have ended up stories. on the tracks before. Oh gosh, 
Yeah, um, sorry, Jules. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I was going to just say, like, I do have stories about each one. Um, like, my, I have, like, a favorite game, a favorite arena. Um, just, like, my favorite game um, was Washington. Um, it was my first ever playoff game because I actually used to work at PNC. Um, so when they made the playoffs back in 2019, um, I worked there and, um, so I worked all the playoffs games. I was never able to take off. Um, but we were obviously off for the away games. And so when the Canes made it to game seven in round one, one of my best friends texted me that literally game six after they won, she goes, let's go to Washington. And I was like, uh, I don't know. It's going to be a long day. Like, you know, whatever. And she was like, no, 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 no. She was like, we need to go. It's game seven. It's the first time they've been in the playoffs for a long time. We just need to go. And I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. Um, so we drove up and I was at the game seven double overtime in DC. Nice. And so that was, that was my favorite game. Um, I am, was a huge Brock McGinn fan. So the fact that he scored the game winner that night, like, you know, we had beer thrown at us. We had popcorn thrown at us. Um, we did not care because obviously the Canes had just taken down the uh, reigning Stanley Cup champions in game seven in double overtime. Um, and so that was that was a very cool moment uh, game wise. But um, this might be a little known fact about me. But my second favorite team um, is the Dallas Stars. Um, I love their arena. I've been twice. Um, I need to stop going when we, when they play the Canes because we lose all the, like both games we've lost. <laughs> right. Um, but love, love their arena. Um, kind of surprising, but I really loved Anaheim. Um, their arena to me was really nice. Um, I will say in the area and like walking up to the arena, um, the Panthers is really nice. Um, as well as Vegas, but Vegas is also Vegas. Um, sure. But again, I have stories from all different ones. Um, I've loved every single one. A few of those, um, moments have been the away season ticket member game. Um, so those are always fun cause it's about two to 300 of us that have just overtaken, uh, the venues. So um, I've been on the Colorado trip. I've been to LA. And then this, this current season, back in November, we went to Tampa. Um, and that was really fun because that it was a giveaway night with bucket hats. And so to have all these Caniacs and Canes fans in Tampa with Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay bucket hats with the Canes doing what they did in Tampa. It was great. Nice. <laughs> That's outstanding. That's yeah. so awesome. I love I love the idea of going to all of the locations. That's fantastic. Um, uh, I'd love to do that, too. That's one of the things, like, especially when you've got backup. I got to say, like, when you've got 300, that's more than I've ever experienced. Because, I mean, there are a few Kaniac fans that'll be in Calgary at the Saddle Dome. Mm -hmm. I'd say maybe a maybe a hundred, and they're spread out all over, and that right. and that might be generous to say a hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's you feel alone, but hey, it's it's fun to be there. It's fun to enjoy the game, and 
yeah, that's that's amazing, Jules. I love it. I love it, Brad. We're let's uh, let's get into what we've been experiencing. We kind of hinted at it. How the heater that the team is on points right right now. That like that's outstanding. But you bring up a topic that's uh, kind of interesting. And it's something that we are the benefactors of, as demonstrated last night. Uh, Ronta, who comes back and plays, I think it's his second game since he was sent down to the waivers. And you bring up a really interesting point. I'm going to turn it over to you when we talk about this, because this is interesting. Yeah, well, you know, we're watching the game and Ronta was making, Ronta looked like old Ronta. Yeah. Right? And I was just sitting there to contemplate and I said, when's the last time? So let me, let me preface this. Teams will put guys on waivers as a shakeup, right? Sometimes you don't really want them gone. You might just want to send them down for whatever reason, try and get them back, right? The, the That's what the Hurricanes have done. But they did it with, with Martin up too, right? And they they felt like like his salary is too high. We don't think he's gonna get. You know, we don't want him gone. We just you know we're doing this, which I was wrong about. I I was like he's definitely gonna spend some time in Chicago, but to have that work not once but twice in back to back seasons, like holy smokes, right? They wave Martinook last year. He comes back and then they call him Wayne. Oh, you know, there's Wayne old Gretzky. Oh, and it's in right. Yeah. And now with Ronta. Now, it's only two games, right? And he's not been one of the top five goalies even coming back, but he made some phenomenal saves last night. There was a save where Crosby was on the back door, and I'm still not sure how Ronta got over there at his age. And I'm a little worried because I'm like, okay, with with PK in concussion protocol, the one thing, I'd rather give up a goal than get hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like if it rots, if you have to choose between getting hurt and giving up a, a, a goal, give up the goal. But he was phenomenal. And I was just trying to think of when's the last time anybody can think of a, you know, a team sending down multiple guys, you know, on waivers to then have them spring back and and regain their form. It just it just normally doesn't happen. I, I couldn't think of another instance, certainly in the last few years where somebody's waived and then comes back and then is productive. Like, that's just, you know, that's just incredible. I mean, it's like Rod has some kind of, I don't know, ma- you know, magic waiver wire mojo about him. It's it's just unbelievable to me. Jules, what do you think? I don't know. Again, you know, now that you say that, I've just been trying to think. Like, I don't think there really has been anybody who – has the success that the Canes have had of sending people down and them coming back and being on a completely different level than when we sent them down, you know? It's like it's like uh, the reset button has been found on, on those two particular players. You know what I mean? Like putting them down, uh, you know, Brad was saying, maybe waving a magic wand or whatever. I think it's more just uh, pressing the reset button reboot and then come back and you'll be everything's fine you know what i mean uh i think there's teams like uh toronto with samsonov uh the oilers with uh soup uh jack campbell who they put down and a jack himself he looked okay in the first game the first two games he looked all right 
And it was just about the time when the Oilers were going to bring him back up when he put in a stinker and then they said, well, let's hold the phone and look at them where they are now, where Skinner, who uh, who stunk at the start of the season, was terrible. Uh, he's on fire. He's straight up on fire. They've won 10 straight. Okay. As of last night, they won 10 straight. They're hoping they're the same for Samsonov in Toronto. Uh, the Leafs, though, had no intention of having him play a game down there. It, it's weird. The what they said. What they said is they were just sending him down with no intention of having him play, just to give him some time off, time away to reset your your brain. And I, I don't know if that's going to work for them or not. Who's to say? Because that's still a, that's still a you know experiment in progress. They're going to wait to see. Uh, for us, mm-hmm. like I think for Ranta and for Martinuk as well, I think this qualifies. They at least they present of a different mindset. Like they are, they are team first kind of players. You know what I mean and. Ronta could have had a fit like I did for him. Like I had a big enough fit for him being sent down to take care of any sort of issues uh-huh. that he might have had. Like I lost my freaking mind. I was so angry. And he did it with a, a smile. He knew in the grand scheme of things that it had to be done, that it wasn't personal. It was a business thing. And it was up to him to fix whatever was wrong. And he went to work and did it. And he let the emotions be handled by Kaniacs like me. Brad was pretty upset too. I would, but I think yeah. Brad. I'm I, also shocked he did it with, I mean, yeah. he's got a wife and kids and stuff, you know, to, to then go down to the AHL and be on away from, you know, family and the, you know, you carry your own bags and you're not staying in five-star places. Like I, I was shocked. And let's not yeah, forget. Right. Um, now, he, now was this wasn't. Too. Yeah, exactly. I was shocked that Ronta did that for the team. I mean, that, that speaks to his character, right? It does. Right. And, and even though technically it's not a waiver, PK was sent down, right? Yeah. To Chicago and come yeah. back. So maybe, maybe there's something more to that Chicago, you know, Raleigh connection than people realized. You know, Chatfield, Nazan, Drury, PK. I mean, maybe, you know, I'm maybe it's good those guys, you know, kissed and made up a little bit because there seems to be something about, you know, the way that Chicago does things that is a positive influence on these Canes prospects. And by yeah. prospects, I'm, I'm including really old guys uh, yeah. like, you know, like Father Finn. Martin Nook obviously didn't play, but. I don't know. It, it just hit me the other night. I'm like, I just can't remember a time when it's worked out that favorably, you know, in recent memory. Well, that kind of speaks to the point of what you were saying about, you know, something going on in Chicago and just the way that they work and how they play and stuff. Cause um, I was a fan of the Canes in the very low days when we were still with the checkers and, you know, we would call up people and, they would not do anything or, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to like call out anybody, but I just remember the days 
where our prospect pool seemed promising, um, but it was not prosperous. Yeah. It reminds me when we talked to Kane Stats, right? And we were going through some of those names and we're like, those seem bright in comparison because of how bad it was. But now you look back and you go, oh yeah, that was not good. Right. So honestly, I mean, I am happy for people like Zach Dalby, who is still playing with Florida. And, you know, I just remember his time here. And, you know, so like I said, like I was there during, you know, some of the darker days and you would send people down and they would go to play. And then when you called them back up, they would not have changed their mindset. But then I feel like that also just goes to what the team is now. And, They remember who they're playing for, as in the Canes. Um, They remember who they're playing with, as in under Rod. Um, I feel like that also has a lot to do, like you said, with the mindset of, you know, yes, I'm being sent down. This is not what I wanted. This is not what was supposed to happen. But I'm going to make the best of this situation, and I'm going to prove that I still want to be there, that I still, um, you know, have what it had like you know have inside of me what it takes to to play up there with them and i feel like ronta has absolutely done that yeah absolutely and i and i love it i he's he just comes back and and proves i mean it, it selfishly proves you right the people that hated on him and stuff and you try to tell him come on guys like look at what he is look at what he's done for us he doesn't deserve it. And they're like, get rid of him. Chuck, you know, send him to the curb. I can't believe it took this long to send him down. And it's nice to be proven right. You know what I mean? When you see him go full Gumby on that Crosby save, which was nuts, like full Gumby. How he went from and and you was a beaut. In the replay, the replay with he was so he tracked the puck on the pass all the way over. It was like, it was like he was mentally controlling the puck in its path. And he just (laughs) watched it go from the over to Crosby off his stick into the glove. And that's how you do it. You know what I mean? Like it was sensational. The Jedi Jedi vibes from Star Wars. (laughs) That just continued and carried on over to last night because you're right. Like, you know, Nine times out of ten, that's a goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. That that's no a goal. Question. Now he had to go full Gumby earlier in the game, but that was to save himself from being broken with uh, crashing into the net. There's a lot to talk about here, and and I don't even know if we want to get in. I was. What the heck we can, were they? Yeah, we can say so we can do it if it's quick. Go for it. So here it is. Is the league going to protect goaltenders or not? We just saw a shameful display over the past two games. Now, in those in two cases, hurricane for players, skaters were responsible, and I got a weird theory on Orlov, but PK's <laughs> PK's uh, concussion. A lot of people were like, hey, why aren't they calling that or whatever? And the forward would not have touched his head were he not crushed into the net from behind by Orloff. Likewise, the 
the dude that flew in on after an unbelievable another Gumby save. Ranta is full splits, and he's made the save, and then a penguin falls on top of him, smushing his upper half of the body into the middle of the splits that he was doing, and then stall angry is on top of him as well so now he's got two men on top of his body crushing him down how did he escape like he's got to be into like hot yoga he's got to be into uh, he's into something because no body should be capable of handling that he got up a little slow a couple of times, you know? Say, he got a little bit slow, but also he must have just been spending some time in uh, Ajo sauna. Something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. that's it. And what about the player that just kind of accidentally on purpose fell backwards onto Ranta as well? A few times, right? Yeah. yeah it, was... it happened all night. And here's the thing. The Canes have been slapped with a few goaltender interference penalties in their time that were nowhere near as interfering as having an entire player in your lap on you laying on you smashing into you where's the protection yeah it's hit or miss i mean best sport worst league (laughs) it just freaks me out i don't understand what the deal is and especially with someone like Ranta who has an injury issue like that's part of it as much as yeah. I love him you have to admit that's part of his resume he gets yeah. he can get injured so he's he's doing whatever he can to take care of his body and bless him for that and thank you yeah. you know for being limber uh, no offense to Peretz, but I, I hope you don't play this year at all. I don't want right? to. Yeah, yeah, I just, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. 100%. Yeah. And, and to back up half a step, because um, this will lead into the next thing, too. Uh, I know if, if you don't mind me sharing, Ray, I know Ray has Ray thinks that Orlov is a double agent. Yeah. Uh, OK, look, I'll admit that, too. Um, <laughs> in my in my emotional hours, I'm thinking back. Of, and this is why I suggest he perhaps is an, a double agent with a, a job to sabotage the Hurricanes. That um, I said, and I said it last night. You look at the way how terrible he has played. Okay, how terrible he has played for the good half of the start of the season, like until about December, right? And everyone was saying. You know, myself included, you know, he's got to get used to the system. This is a different system that Rod runs. So he's got to get used to it. Fine. That's great. Orlov is a defenseman and defensemen know that they are to protect their goaltenders from the forwards that are coming in, jamming at them, stuff like that. You protect your goaltenders. Instead, he crushes the duck into PK who now is in concussion protocol. And I'm furious at him. I'm just furious at him for doing that because, again, we have goaltending issues. We are thin there. We cannot afford to have our goaltenders hurt. Then last night, and some of you may not have noticed it, but I did. 
Martinuk's goal. Okay. Martinuk scores a great goal on a rebound on a shot in front of the net with, was it three players around him? And he still scored the goal. Something like that. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. He turns to celebrate and who's there to greet him? Orlov (laughs) flying in at Mach 8, smashing his face and his shield into Martinuk's face. And Martinuk takes it on the chin, snaps his neck back, and I and I immediately said, "Dude, be happy, but you're gonna hurt Martinuk too. Like he's out to get people." And I said that tongue in cheek, right? But it was funny. I liked it. It, it was. And it I, was nuts. I have more fuel for your fire, sir. Oh, here we go. See, now you're going to um, look. And I'm, I'm going to take this from, can't from... See, I was going to say, you got them ramped up now. Just, uh, just hold on now. For those who can't <laughs> see, you guys have to be my proof. There's no tinfoil on this hat that I'm wearing, okay? No, no, no. There's but I'm going to no take this from foil. Ray is being, Ray has a funny conspiracy to maybe there's something here. Ready? Okay. Did Orlov hit a crossbar last night? Yes. Yeah, he did twice. Did Orlov hit a cross? Did did he did he hit one the other night? Yeah. Ha, has he hit six so far in 2024? I rest my case. <laughs> I'm not look. If you've seen Ted Lasso, where the when Danny Rojas is Danny Rojas's first day, and Jamie oh. Tart goes to kick it and hits the crossbar, and Danny thinks it's a game. Yeah. Orlov has yeah. been Danny Rojas in the whole time. Orlov is Danny he, Rojas. He, <laughs> That's awesome. Or, or, Orlov could put it in, and he's just showing you. I'm so. I'm just going to put it off. That way, it looks like it, right? Oh no! So add, add that to your conspiracy. In Russian, if we're, if, like we're, if, we're, if we're doing Ted Lasso uh, references, is uh, PK the Greyhound? If oh my Orlov god! Is, oh jeez! <laughs> Maybe if Orlov it is. is Danny. Oh my god. Oh lord. See? See it all comes together. It all comes together. The it hurricanes are actually Ted Lasso. I we're we're, we're going to have to do a whole comparison show on 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 Canes <laughs> as Ted Lasso characters. But oh, I've already I, got I'm I'm going to I'm going to fuel this and switch topics at the same time. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Here we go. Uh Marty Natchez is out because of <laughs> what again? Oh yeah, a hit in practice by Orlov, right? Yeah. And and so so add that to your conspiracy and you can you can you can float that until next week. Um honest question. Have either of you missed Marty Natchez in the lineup? And I know I'm gonna get heat for this. I'm gonna have the the Marty Natchez fans who are like, don't ever say anything bad about Marty Natchez. Um, I've said it a million times, even when I wanted to trade him, Marty Natchez has talent. He's very good, he is offensive. He's not as been as good defensively. I'm not talking about his play in general. I just mean in the last two games, at any point have you went, man, I wish Marty Natchez was in the lineup. I I, ha- I honest, I haven't. I've they the we had more top six forwards than we have six positions. And we haven't noticed it. And that's good to have, right? It's nice to have somebody that you can swap out and swap in. Lemieux has come in and done his job and not embarrassed himself or the Hurricanes. Very happy about that. But in the top six, with the SAT back together, oh, I I literally will be like, we'll be in the third period. I'll be like, oh, wait, Marty Natchez isn't playing. 
I completely forgot. And and that's good, right? In some ways, because when he comes back, I'm hoping that he sees how well they're playing without him and that shakes something loose, right? Because I would rather have a productive Marty Natchez than not. Mm-hmm. But my fear is if he doesn't pick it up, then I think Marty Natchez will not be back. He's a restricted free agent. I don't think his agent is going to sign another bridge deal. I don't think Don Waddell is going to pay him based upon one year's of production. And that, whether I want it to be true or not, is irrelevant. I think that sets up Marty Natchez in an unenviable position with this team. But tell me I'm wrong. Like, tell me, like, no, Brad, we definitely are missing Marty Natchez, and you're just, you know, whatever the opposite of rose-colored glasses is. But I... I honestly have been like, wow, they're playing so well without him. I'm not even worried about when he comes back. I, I have no, a way. I, I mean, it's I have- hard because I feel like you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, it's been hard the past few games to not notice Lemieux because he doesn't get that much playing time because we do, like you said, have an influx of top six quality players that we don't have the top six positions for. Um, I mean, I just go back to think the other night when Lemieux dropped the gloves and fought, you know, in my mind, okay, just imagine the roles if he was in the press box. He couldn't have done that. And I love the Canes dearly, but not a single other person would have probably done what he did the other night. So, you know, if Nietzsche is playing... Who is going to be kind of that enforcer role to stand up for when things happen, you know? Jack Drury. Um, okay, well, <laughs> he literally looks like a Disney prince. So I would um, say who who we literally yeah. don't want. Don't pick any more fights, Jack. We appreciate it, but people. don't. He is one of the last people that I want fighting. But going back to Nietzsche, like, you kind of have to think, um, and I'm not – that well-versed on positioning and things like that. But isn't he the one who that he wants to play center or he started off as a center Mm -hmm. and the Canes have just moved him to wing because we had just such an influx at centers. And so, you know, in my mind, would he be better off for himself or, you know, whatever to go play center somewhere that might need center? Like, or does he go somewhere and stay on the wing? Or I, I don't know. I'm. It's just been hard because these past few games, it's like, you're right. Like, you don't really notice until the end of the game of like, oh, he's actually not playing. And so kind of like the waiver sending people down to have them come back up and be a completely different change player. My hope is that with this time out, kind of like you said, he sees how well the team is doing without him to then come back and be like, okay, well, I want to help and contribute to the success of the team and what they've been doing right now. But again, I'm kind of on that same train of, I don't really know if that's how his mindset is going to be when he comes back. And again, as the resident KK lover, it's hard to have him on a line with KK because in some games, and in my opinion, sometimes I feel like he's like tanking that second line. So when you look at all of the collective lines of like, okay, the SAT line is absolutely popping off. You have a really strong fourth line. And then you have the third line. Now that you move Jarvis down there, that they're 
I, please don't ever separate Seth Jarvis from Jordan Stahl and Martin Nook. Like, keep him with the Jordans. That kind of leaves your second line of like, okay, what are y'all doing? Like, you know, there, if you look, to, I haven't looked at the stats to actually get numbers, but if you look, they're the line that is, it seems, having the most problems. They're the line that's not producing as much as all the other lines. And, I don't know. Uh, to me, sometimes the common denominator is number 88. I love him. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the others can only do so much. And when you're not doing what you used to be doing, like, it's kind of hard. So you brought up a lot of things that I want to touch on. And I'll answer the question about missing Natchez eventually but first i'm going to say natchez who wants to play center there's a problem the centers and especially in rod system have to have a 200 foot responsible game natchez does not have that he is not responsible defensively he he it will not, it has no willingness to go into the corners and fight for a puck. He, he just doesn't have a 200 foot game. And if you're going to play in rod system, you have to have it. That's why, that's why Drury is doing great. Aho is Ron Francis 2.0 and Jordan Stahl again, Again, what do you say about that? He's got that 200-foot game, too. More, He's more uh, defensively responsible, perhaps, than a, f- a forward scoring now at, in his age. But between KK and Natchez, who's got more of a 200-foot game? You see KK throwing hits in the corner. You see him working hard. You see him do I mean, I'm sorry. Natures, you may want to be center and you can pout if you want about not being able to get into that position. But if you're not willing to, you're not willing to do that type of play where you are on the wing, why would you be given a chance to, to get your way? I just don't, I just don't see a 200 foot game in him. He doesn't have that. He is all offense, all scoring, and I love him to death, and I want to see him produce just for the love of Pete. How about how about skating to the puck? How about yeah. being defensive? Like, do not ignore your defensive uh, responsibilities. How about going into those boards and fighting for the puck? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want from yeah. you. And you can still go score goals lights out when you show us that that shot especially in overtime where you've got the room i mean that's great we're not expected to go every game into overtime please i don't want that either just to give you a chance to get on the ice you know natchez and score so i say say all of that i say all of that and brad (laughs) will be able to brad because i'm bringing you into this now to back me up you asked me if I miss Natchez. I'll tell you what, you recall me saying in a game earlier when Nason was out, I made a point of saying, man, we are missing Nason. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like when he's out, like we are missing him. 
I noticed him, Natchez, hardly at all, other than knowing he's I'm not as angry anymore because people are taking care of their (laughs) responsibility, you know, their defensive responsibilities. I'm not as furious as I am. Because I have not gotten not one message about a drop pass. A drop pass <laughs> oh, to no one. Don't even get me started on those. The drop yeah, pass to yeah, no I, one. I mean, it's happened. Yeah. But I just haven't, I'm not as angry anymore. So what what does that mean? As a yeah, fan, yeah. it means it means nothing, honestly, because the GM and the coach and they're the brains and they're gonna handle things how they are. I think Natchez. And again, we said this before, we didn't want to deal them years back, Brad, when he was having the same trouble. You Uh and I both said, look, we don't want to lose him, but we also know he has incredible value as a trade block. Like Mm -hmm. the talent that he has in a system that suits him more would do really, really well. Yeah, and, and not to bash Nate, you know, Natchez, but he's fifth on the team in scoring still. But yeah. to your point, and if he wants to play center, center is more defensively responsible than wingers. You have to be. It's just the nature of the position. Even in not in Rod's system, in any system, it just yeah, is true. what it is. True. He's the only guy in the top five with a negative plus minus, and he's not even close. You know, you got plus nine, plus four, plus one, plus three, negative 13. And plus minus, we know it's a contextual stat. And I I like to say, I only really look at it if it's really high out of the norm or really low, right? If we're looking at a bell curve, I don't look at the curve. I'm looking at the top and the bottom, and he's at the bottom. So, yeah. you know, I, I hope he gets it in gear. I would love to see him pick it up because Carolina could use his offensive talents. Yep. But my biggest thing is, you know, if he's the one, you know, on the back door, if he's you know if he's the low forward and he's supposed to be guarding the back door, he's just hasn't not done that this year the way he did last year, and that's okay if he's scoring a point per game and not point six points per game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's different if 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 he's contributing you know a goal every you know every night or an assist every night, then you give up a little more and you earn a little more. But yeah, anyway, so. Yeah. So that, that anyway. So that that was my question. So I'm glad I'm not alone. It's it's you know, I agree with Jules having Jarvis, who's a top six kid and who's done everything asked of him, but putting him down with that check in line has been phenomenal. Like that's really worked out. I was gonna say you like looking at it even on paper. You have the Jordans who will go. I mean, Jarvis is small. I mean. <laughs> In the playoffs, especially this past year, teams took advantage of that. Like, they know that they they can just wax him, and he's like a springboard and will just get back up. So I don't know how he does it. But, you know, put him on this line with the Jordans, and they can go fight in the corners. They can go take the heavy hits to just feed him the puck. And it has worked out fantastically for us as of late. Yep. Yep, the puck retrieval that uh, Martinook and and Stahl can do for him are uh, are just amazing. So Jarvis, man, uh, it's a shame he's uh, it's a shame he's going to Mexico because uh, <laughs> the All Star and the league needs to see more of him. Frankly, is that I my, agree? No, that's my after statement. seeing the jersey uh, jersey well, leak last night. No, he, it's good he's going to Mexico. Those jerseys are terrible. 
Yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe sorry, he not saw sorry. them. Maybe he saw them before uh, they re- got released, and he's like, you know what? Nah, I'll pass. I'll just, yeah. I'll just go to Mexico. Yeah. yeah, nobody can make those look good. Sorry, the white <laughs> one's not bad. Like the white one's the only one that's like not awful. Which is the Metro? So you know what? I'm glad is it? out of all of them. Is it? Oh, I didn't I, see. I didn't I even did. know which was which yet. I, I think didn't. I saw something yesterday that the Metro was the white one, and I was like, well, if that's actually true, then I guess it's the like the best out of all the worst options oh man uh, yeah there's there's <laughs> something about that there Oof. looking like a hardy's carl jr sponsor <laughs> i don't know exactly. who started that when i saw that i'm like carl oh my jr. god that's exactly yeah, what it is no or i said uh the warning signs you see on tanker trucks like the blue <laughs> red yellow and white that tells yeah. you what the yeah, chemicals yeah, are yeah. like i was like some graphic designer passed the truck <laughs> on the way in it was like oh that's my it. god do i have the idea for you yeah yeah let's uh let's bury those jersey selections real quick and move on brad i'll let you select what do you want to talk about next here because we've got Um, a few things that we want. yeah so very quickly uh i'm anti-gatekeeping i try not to do it like i'm sure i do at times but i try not to and one of the things i am a proponent of is wear your jersey to a game in which your team is not playing I do it all the time, and I always say, look, if I'm in Boston and Boston's playing whomever, I'm wearing a Canes jersey. Why? It's just to remind them that Canes fans are out there. When I went to the PWHL Boston um, Minnesota game, I was like, "Mm, Boston's color is green. I have a really cool green Anchorage Seawolves jersey. That's what I'm wearing. It's close, right? Right. But I saw a picture last night, and I can't let it go, Bray. I have to gatekeep this, and I apologize, but I just can't help myself. Uh, last night, the Charlotte Checkers played an outdoor game. Amazing. Good for Charlotte. Good for the state of North Carolina. Good for hockey. Very cool. In that game, in attendance, was a fan in a part in a Hurricanes, you know, retro Hartford Whalers jersey with the number 98 and the name Bedard. And I draw a line in the sand. What? <laughs> Do not put Gretzky on a Hurricanes jersey. He never played here. Do no. not put Connor Bedard on a Whalers jersey because it's an A, it's never going to happen, and it's just crazy pants. If you are the biggest Gretzky Bedard, name, name your star player, and they didn't play for your team, that's where I draw the line. That's a, a Hartford Whalers Bedard jersey was in attendance last night in Charlotte. And I don't even know what to say about that other than no. So what I, I need I, I'm to... a bad person for gatekeeping, I know, but that is my line in the sand. Okay. Okay. That okay. That's so my true. line. I y'all can tell me I'm wrong. I, I, no, no, I no, no, admit no. that I admit I'm a bad person for believing this, but that's my line in the sand. Okay, two things, Brad. I've got your back on gatekeeping because I'm gonna give my gatekeeping example here afterwards. But first of all, ye- the question that comes immediately to mind on a Bedard Whalers jersey was what narcotic uh, supplement did they take when they asked for that to be made? Further, what type of what type of business owner who makes the jerseys allows that to happen? Like how, like, you know, yeah, money is money, but <laughs> I almost said the same, same respect, thing. 
Like, I'm sorry. You just don't, you just don't do that. Oh my good. No. Okay. So I'm looking at it now. And as the Whaler fan who had been with this franchise since 1980 and stayed with it all the way through, I find that offensive. I'm I, I'm with you though. I'm like I don't blame the fan because the fan maybe just doesn't know better, or they're just a fan, right? Fan is fanatic. They're whoever got the drugs. order, whoever got the order should have been like, nope. Yeah, you just <laughs> I blame off. I blame you, hockey customizer. You just need to lose the forty dollars in profit on that sale and send back a note that's like, no, this is wrong. I'm yeah. really sorry, but we're not going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but at are, least you, I, I at least showed you the picture to show I'm not just making this up. Oh, good. Okay, Jules. Uh, before I get to my gaping uh, gatekeeping thing, uh, Jules, you, you do you want to jump in or have we said enough? No, I mean I feel like y'all pretty covered it. Um, it's just <laughs> it's just funny though when you see jerseys like that, and to me, um, I'm like. Jerseys cost a lot of money. Like, do you really have that extra money laying around to just toss on? Oh, like, oh, I want to get a jersey, but I'm going to get somebody random like that on a Whalers jersey. I mean, I I have about five or six jerseys, and each one of those was customized with, like, a purpose – And like, you know, I like the player or it's like something special to me or something like that. And I'm like, how do you have that extra money? What is your profession uh, for you to do that? And that just kind of takes me back to there were some jerseys that I saw around the draft time that they were getting Bedard on it, like with random teams. And I'm like, y'all know he's going to Chicago, right? Like, right. Y'all, y'all, like we have already known where he's going (laughs) since the order got released. Like, I'm glad that y'all have faith and hope that he might be coming to y'all's team, but like, no. Well, it's 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 delusional. First of all, second of all, and and this is going to sound unfair. I shouldn't besmirch people. I have no idea what they're like, but that Bedard Whalers jersey screams of a look at me person. You know what I mean? A look at me person. Yeah. Check it out. Look at me. I'm nuts. <laughs> the one exception, Ray, I'll give him. And I I will apologize now. Whalers fan, uh, if your last name is Bedard and you threw <laughs> okay. 98 on there and it's just for you, I apologize. I feel like that so, would be cool, though. <laughs> Like, like if your last okay. name is Bedard and you're like, watch what I'm going to do, then I apologize. And and that's a different, you know, I'm all for like kids, especially, but like put your own name and stuff on there. But people who do, yeah, players who never played for your team or we, you know, we see like the politicians and things like those are just weird to me. I just don't get it. But um, that dude, like- you'll never see me. You'll never, ever see me in a Gretzky 99 you know, Hurricanes jersey. Just yeah, it's just I mean, weird. I am a fan of other players on other teams, and that oh, would yeah. be like the same equivalent of me like getting a Jake Ottinger Canes jersey, or like you know, like 
I, I don't even know, like picking somebody random. And I feel like that's also might be the equivalent. I mean, also it might be a troll job. I have no idea. Like, I mean, you just don't <laughs> yeah. see the team who shall not be named like Ajo jerseys. I mean, yeah, it's Jewel. I, I know I'm wrong in this. I know I shouldn't gatekeep, but I, I couldn't help myself. I just, I saw it and immediately cringed. Like I had a whole body shiver and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So two things. Number one, uh, Whalers fan, your last name better be Bedard. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Let's so assume it is. Then, then, then this is a positive is. story. Let's assume it is. And you Mr. Bedard name, got it. And it's cool. Yeah. And you had the opportunity and you took it. There you go. So Good for you. you. Go. That's that's awesome. But Jules, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I think Brad knows why I'm thanking you. But you, you fell right into line, and I don't know if you'll ever be one to continue to call that squad the team that shall not be named. But the fact that you jumped on that quickly. It's You're Ray's favorite gorgeous. guest, I can tell I already. Was say, I, I no did, offense, y'all. I did say the team name once, but you know, yes. I like to respect who I'm talking to. So if that's we're calling awesome. them the team that shall not be named, that's yeah. who they're gonna be. There you go. A- your ace is in my book. Yeah. Now uh, I know I know somebody's the- out there is they have their Aho jersey in the closet and they're just sad. Yeah. They don't want to bring it, which is fine too. Like <laughs> so that's fine too. Uh, yeah. So as far as the other gatekeeper though, the, you're being a gatekeeper there, and that's fine. Uh, I'm a gatekeeper about something else that was on full display last night, and it's this is something that you know, whichever I've always. Caniacs are amazing, right? But there's levels of fan. And to me, if you go into the PNC and you wear Hurricanes colors and you cheer your face off, we love you. We're happy for you. If an opposing team comes in and you go to that game wearing the opposition's jersey because it's them and not the Hurricanes... You're not a Kaniac. You are a Hurricane fan. You're a fan of the Hurricanes, but you are not a Kaniac. What and and it, people say you can't you can't be a gatekeeper to the fans and stuff, and they can cheer for who they want. You're absolutely right, but there's uh, you know you you're not a Kaniac if you can choose to pick to to cheer against Carolina when another team comes into that rink. I'm sorry. That doesn't that doesn't make you a caniac. It just doesn't. Like caniacs and jerks, like me and Brad, we have one team, one franchise, and yeah. Yeah. and that's just the that's just the end of it. Now, look, I like to see other teams succeed, but I sure as heck am not putting on their jersey anytime soon <laughs> to go into the barn and cheer against my team. The team that I'm a, 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 a season ticket holder to, just not. So yeah. sorry. And, and there's a difference here, right? Just to make the distinction, uh, a lot of the people who listen, a lot of the people we interact with, have multiple teams they love, and that's not what Ray's talking about. Like, no. if you like twelve franchises, like more power to you. Yeah. Right? The Hurricanes are my one true love, but I I love watching like Dallas, for example. Right. I've really enjoyed watching the Jets. I don't know that I love them yet, but 
but Jets so loving fun. multiple teams, but but yeah, I, I I get what you're saying, Ray. You're you're in a battle in the Metro against a team, and you're then choosing to support that team over your quote unquote home team two, three times a year, four times a year. You know, what about playoffs? What about and, and especially now now it feels maybe not as important. But four weeks ago, when you were out of the playoffs and they were your competition for a wild card spot, like I agree, it's you're not saying you're not a fan. You're just saying, you know, you you have tears, I guess, of you know, there are people that just are going to bleed red, no matter what, right? Yeah. And then you have folks who do that. They they're going to take those three or four games a year and shoot. And nothing wrong with that, but just it's different, right? I was going to say, it's very interesting watching people who are like that, you know, kind of like, I've always wanted to ask, like, what is your mindset with that? Because like you said, you know, cheering for them, especially in the Metro, where they're direct competition. So, I mean, like me, I appreciate watching Dallas Stars. Um, I don't know why I kind of connected with them, but I did back when I was in high school, and I've been a fan ever since. But, you know, when they come to town, I don't wear... Well, I will say I have worn like a Dallas Stars shirt underneath my Canes jersey, but you know, like <laughs> I still, to me, when I have teams that I like, so for example, I, I don't want to say I'm a fan of Calgary, but I appreciate Calgary because that's where Lindholm is. So, yeah. you know, if I like a player and they're with somebody else, or again, like I said, when Dallas, I want my favorite players to succeed So, like, a good game for me in those games are the Canes are going to win no matter what, but, like, my favorite players score. So, like, you know, I love when Calgary comes to town or when we go to Calgary and Lindholm can get on the score sheet. So, I'm like, as a fan of him, I'm glad that he is doing well and can succeed. But then as a fan of the Canes, we won and we got the two points. So Mm -hmm. to me, that's like my perfect game. And like I said, the same thing when Dallas is here or when we go to Dallas, like, you know, there's a few select players that I have that are favorites on them. So, okay, if they can get on the score sheet, I'm happy. But as long, just as long as the Canes come out with the two points. Yeah. A team like Dallas comes in. I am with Skinner. That's exactly where I am with Skinner. Exactly. Buffalo can come in and Skinner. Yeah. you, You score a goal, maybe two. Heck, maybe you get a hat trick. Fantastic. You're a great player. We're winning 5-3. You know what I mean? If we lose the game, if we lose the game, I'm then angry because we lost Skinner and damn it, sure would be nice to have him on our team again. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the that's kind of the thing there. Yeah, especially like a West Coast team. No, I was gonna say a West Coast team coming to Dallas, like since we both like Dallas. When Dallas comes in, a perfect game for me at PNC against Dallas is Kane's win in overtime. Right, Dallas gets a point. Canes get a pair of points. Both teams played a good match. We don't lose anything. But when well, we're talking about the the fans who come to PNC, the Penguins, the Rangers, especially, the Rangers, and yeah. especially the Rangers contingent seems to be uh, exceptionally rude. They, you know, they they tend to, and I'm not there anymore, but I can remember from when I was there. You know, you're, you're trash talking the team you cheer for the other 78 games a year. That is what really sets that's what makes that's what makes me feel like Ray, like you're right, is it's one thing to cheer for them 
and then the Canes score and you're still happy because that's who you normally cheer for. But that's not what some of those folks are doing, right? They're like actively cheering against the Hurricanes in those games and calling them bums and and talking crap to their people who they sit with otherwise and all those things. Yeah. And it's like, that's not normal. <laughs> like well, right. you do so, you, like, but... They're the ones who are leading the, you know, insert goalie name here, sucks, chant, you know, like you said, they're kind of like bad mouthing players and things like that. And that's what like irks me a little bit is you're going to sit there in the seat that you pay for, for all of the season. And then when that one team comes to town, you change your jersey, you swap it out. And like you said, they're against the Canes and then whatever. And then they're going to, so, you know, like last night. They're all in Penguins gear, and then they're going to turn around on Monday, and they're all going to have their, like, Justin Williams paraphernalia on to support him. Like, that's just what's kind of frustrating to me, especially as a season ticket member of, like, okay, like, you're paying to support the Canes, and you can be fans of other teams, but, like... It's just disingenuous. It's just disingenuous. I, 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 I don't... You know, yeah, whatever. So... Feel free to call me a gatekeeper. It's just the that's the way I feel. If we go into the playoffs and we're in the Stanley Cup final or whatever, and you've cheered for the Hurricanes all season long, and then you decide to change your jersey to the opposition, I'm sorry, you are not a Kaniac. End of yeah, story. Um, I mean, I was really kind of starting to sweat towards the end of last <laughs> year's playoffs being <laughs> a Dallas Stars fan. And my dream Stanley Cup final is the Canes versus Dallas. And I had everybody asking me because that's who I picked in my brackets. I always do. If yeah. the Canes and Dallas are playing in the playoffs, they're going to be automatically my top two, whether I think they're actually going to make it there or not. But, you know, last year it started to continue to get closer and closer to that actually happening. And everybody's like, oh, so, you know, once you get there, like you're going to become a Stars fan and cheer for them. And I'm like, no, like if the Canes wind up playing Dallas ever in my lifetime in the Stanley Cup finals, I want the Canes to win the cup no matter how much I like Dallas or who on that team that I really like, like the Canes are my number one, but it would be just great for me as a hockey fan in general to have my two teams play each other because you have the Canes reach the peak and be the best of the East. You have the stars reach the peak and be the best of the West. Like what more as a hockey fan could I want? And I, mm-hmm. not only that, it may, I mean, you would be an expert to talk to uh, about what to expect in the series, because as you are fans of other teams, you also keep you keep track of them as well. So we'd yeah. have to have you on to be our expert guest on the show to tell us what to expect in the seven game series between these two, because you know, you know, you follow Dallas, so you know all the intricacies. You know the ins and outs, and of course, you're okay. You're still cheering for Carolina, so there, yeah. there you go. Um, Brad, uh, last night. Let's talk about last night for a second. And sure. one of our one of our favorite guests, yep, of all time. <laughs> um. The part one of the things that we love about computer and coins so so much is as a new fan, she is in constant learning. And let me tell you, I've followed her, I still follow her. She is a voracious learner. 
Like mm-hmm. she reads, she follows up on everything. She knows and has talked about things that even like, I don't want to like, I'm not the be all end all hockey historian, but things that I didn't know mm-hmm. that she's pointed out because she is just, just taking it all in. Yeah. I just and dove in like, head first. We love to see it. Right? Like, yeah. We love it. We love it. And last night, um, she made a post that she took a lot of heat for a lot of, heat. I think it was good natured heat, but yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> it was a lot of comments and what she fit. What I, I don't think, and it, I kind of blame us for not helping her out a little bit before, because when she joined us still very new, we failed to tell her about how superstitious, how stupid stitious, we are that's probably a better as way to fans play. and goaltenders are uh the quirkiest and most superstitious of all of the players out there but they all have a little thing that they do they do things a certain way and it brings them comfort she was seeing how great ronta was playing and she said what we were all thinking but she said it out loud and what yep. and by saying it i mean she posted it she goes in the at the end of the second period she says man ronta looks like he's going to get a shutout yeah and the floodgates came in <laughs> on her everyone what the hell are you doing you've totally jinxed us now we're going to lose the game it's all on you and i wanted to jump like and i did jump in uh, and I messaged her privately saying the folks that are chirping you don't mind them. They're ridiculously superstitious, just like all of us. <laughs> and they don't understand that you're, you are not a, a seasoned fan who understands all of these things. Right. <laughs> so I gave the old Shorzy settle down. I mean, <laughs> you know, settle down. That's what, that's the message to everyone else who dropped down on her. She is an amazing fan, an amazing fan who is yep. still learning. And I'm not saying that she even did anything wrong because in the grand scheme of things, it is stupid stition yep. that yeah. we don't say, you know, that we don't say shut out until it happens. Yeah. Or we purposely say it. To jinx I said it for, the other team. for Jari in like five minutes in the game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, so yeah. I, I, wanted, I wanted to shout out because she, yeah, she there, she posted, might we get a Ronta shout out tonight, y'all? And within seconds, there were replies. And I was oh. laughing and I messaged her and same and said, don't worry about it. Like, you know, but nobody was mean, right? It, this is the thing I love about the the real Kaniacs is everybody was like, oh, we don't do that. Or, oh, no. Or, oh, I feel bad for you. Like, you know, yeah, like, I, I didn't see anything that was like really rude. Like, I think people were having fun with it. Um, But uh, Kaylee, right? The Kaylee, uh, daily Kaylee, who he's had on. Yeah. Uh, so, so Nancy is a, is a nurse, as is Kaylee. And Kaylee put it perfectly. She's like, it's like saying it's been a quiet on the nursing floor. And, you know, and computer oh, was like, oh, go. like that's the context I needed, right? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, the one I sent in, I was like, because I was an EMS. I'm like, you never say anything about a full moon. 
in medicine. Like you just don't write. So it was fun. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Uh, it, it's good. It's cool to see those things. Cause like you said, she's, she's, She's uh, dived in head first. Uh, she's still learning. Uh, and as part of that, we are having her back on the one year anniversary of her first appearance on our show. So we will have her back on actually in a couple of weeks, Ray, awesome. um, to talk about her last year and what she's learned and what can we do to help or and definitely will bring up and say, you know, what do you think about, you know. Just saying the word shut out, right? Fantastic. Uh, but I, love- I, I thought it was a really I thought it was a cute moment actually, because look like I just went through the replies again and there was nothing like mean or malicious. I think people took it as like if you or I posted that, I would expect us to get a lot of flack. Oh uh, no but question. I think but I think people were like, okay, like she's you know, she's been doing this for a year. Maybe she hasn't seen the thing. And uh but yeah, I just thought it was funny and, and I think she took it in really good spirits. Uh, cause she, uh, you know, she posted back a couple of, a couple of times of, of things. So, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was a funny little, uh, uh, you know, a little flavor to the game last night. Right. And, and Brad, you'll recall, uh, at, at the, uh, outdoor, the stadium series game where we met big ant, my, yeah. my boy, big ant and B Kerms from the shine on sports family and stuff yep. like that. I, I buried big ant because he did that exact same thing <laughs> three weeks ago. Oh, and, and I buried, he, I'm like, what the knows hell better. are well, you doing? No. He knows better. And he was like, oh, look, I just want them to get one goal. And that's it. Like, and it's like, no, what are you doing? No like goals. I buried him and I buried him and he knew better. So look, I'm guilty of yeah. that whole floodgates on, but Nancia doesn't get that because she's new. And I, that's why I kind of feel responsible because we didn't have that, you know, instruction guide, things to be aware of as a new fan. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe we should put that out, like, you know, copyright can, it or whatever. Like, yeah, we can write some blog posts and uh, this is the things. Make a, make a pamphlet. To yeah. Pass yeah. Just, like, you, know, you have to pass it out and take care of it. It's weird things great. to know about being a hockey fan. Yeah. And I, I think she's pretty universally loved amongst the fan base too, oh, which no helps. Question. Right. No question. Like, she's you know, great. some of, some of us get plenty of heat from one side, but I think she's pretty universally uh, adored it. So, but yeah, no uh, for those of you who listen, I'm not going to say anything because I normally don't post our guest announcements, but yeah, uh, a couple of weeks we'll have Nancia back on to, uh, to, to talk about her last year of, of hockey. I am so, so excited. I'm so happy. I've got a lot of questions for it. It's going to be great. But you know what? We've go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, we we need to wrap up. But Monday, we do have a special day, right? Uh, On on Martin Luther King's holiday, we have Justin Williams afternoon because it's a it's a three p.m. game. So, and for anybody listening, coverage starts at two. Game starts at three. That's why there was some question last night. That's right. what it is. The game starts at three. Puck drop probably is not really until like three twenty or something. Um, but coverage starts at two. Um, so I just thought favorite Justin Williams moment could could be with the Canes, could be with the Kings. Um, if you have one, um, my favorite. I, I got to go with the cup winning goal, but that's as much as my love for Chuck Caden and the call as it is for Justin burying it. If I'm, if I'm being honest, so it's kind of two of my favorite people in one. Um, Yeah. That's, you know, but yeah, Justin Williams, I mean, has meant a ton to this franchise. Very excited to see his, his, uh, 
his name and everything go up in the rafters, right? Um, 100%. Uh, unlike, you know, Jeff O'Neill, whose number is not in the rafters for clarity. No. Um, but yeah, do y'all do y'all have a favorite a favorite uh, Justin Williams moment? Jules, you get to go for it. You're the guest. Um, so I actually have one on ice and one off ice. Nice. Um, the one on ice, um, I mean, again, the Stanley Cup one was incredible, but something recent and like, I mean, I was younger when that happened, but something that I can actually remember, um, was the overtime in Washington and the double overtime, um, it's actually after the game when he went into the locker room after giving the interview where he just walked in, he like high fived everybody. And then he like celebrated with Brock McGinn by like giving him like a handshake looking high five or something. And then just sitting in his stall and like just taking it all in because, you know, he knew he was closer to the end of his career and the fact that he could just come back and help the Canes achieve what they've been wanting um, over the past few years. Like, to me, that was, like, really special and just something that I remember about him. But off the ice, um, I have the honor and privilege to say that I have beaten him in ping pong. Wow. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, how did that game get lined up? Nice. So um, I have had the privilege to attend a few of the Canes bashes, um, what they used to call the Casino Nights, uh, things like that. And it was the last one that they had back in 2020, 2019. Uh, no, it was 2020 right before everything shut down and um, they paused the season. Um, but they had the last they call it now the Canes bash and it's where the players walk around and some of them will do card games, but they've, the Canes have kind of made it a little bit different to where it's not as like formal as some of the other teams. And so they have ski ball, um, they have ping pong tables and things like that. And, um, I was playing with a friend and he walked over and he was like, Hey, like, do you mind if I hop in? So, he jumped in and we played a game and I beat him. Nice. <laughs> Don't know nice. if he wasn't trying to like giving a hundred percent, but um, I did beat him, but I did lose to Svetch and Nietzsche's. Um, but you know, that's it, it okay. Is, is, but that's a I great mean, connection. I get yeah. to say I, I played ping pong and won against Justin Williams. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's that 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 thing is kind of like my joy of uh, sharing wine with Eddie Vedder in Calgary for the Pearl Jam concert like that. Yeah. was pretty freaking awesome. Right. It's just one of those things that randomly happen. But uh, again, as, he's just a great guy and down to earth. And I'm just happy for him. And I know it's probably been a little bit of a long time coming. But uh, as a Canes fan, um, I'm glad to have his number go up in the Raptors with the other greats so jules you had said that you know you had talked about the first time that you had ever cried and stuff and i'll say this i felt that experience that you shared when francis was traded to pittsburgh from hartford i did cry then the only other time i cried with this franchise was justin williams 
empty net goal, receiving that pass from Stahl, skating in, burying it, and that celebration when they knew they had won it. I was crying my face off in a room full of Oiler fans, right, who all came to my place to watch the game with me because they wanted to be the guys that jump on all of my friends and they would have buried me and rightfully so. And I would have taken it and stuff because I was chirping them hard. You know, we're up three to one. This is done. And now we're in game seven and they were all ready, but he scored that goal and I burst into tears and I was jumping up and down and I was screaming and it was like, it was a euphoria. I don't think I have ever felt outside of the birth of my daughter. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was euphoric. It mm-hmm. was great. And so that will always be my, my Justin Williams moment. Always. Like he made it, he, like it wasn't the game winning goal, but it was the, it, it sealed the deal. It finished it off. And as a fan who waited all the way through those Hartford years, a couple of years where Hartford were good enough to go to the final and, and came off the rails. It was just, I can't even explain it. Can't even explain it. Thank you, Justin Williams. You certainly do deserve to be in the hall of fame game. The most annoying part is I've got to work while that game is on. And so I'm recording it. And I don't know if I'm going to go excommunicado with anything. I'll say, should I text you or not text you then? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not, I'm not sure how I want to do this, but I'm recording it all because uh, I want to experience it the same way. It's too bad I can't be there live. But anyone who's there live, I mean, Justin's going to get uh, standing over for a long time, much the way Cam Moore did. Outstanding. Outstanding. Love it. Uh, Brad? That's, That's I mean, good. other than that, there's Red Wings on Friday. Only two games this week. It's a light week. Then you have a heavy four game week the next week, and then it's the All Star break with those terrible jerseys. So yeah, oh, yeah. There we go. Look, let's not spoil that. Uh, we're not going to end on that. We're going to end on the fact that we <laughs> have to thank Jules for joining us. Jules, yeah, thank you. Wonderful fan. time. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us. We'll we will definitely have you back. Uh, thank you so much. I'm going to put you on the line and say, yeah, you know what? Throw, uh, you've got my face now. So yeah, throw out one of those, uh, Funko <laughs> or whatever things for me, if you don't mind, that'll be yeah. great. Uh, but just leave the tinfoil hat aspect off of it. Uh, like again, <laughs> I'll just uh, make sure that, uh, you're wearing an Orlov jersey. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I love you know that. What? Okay. There you go. You know what? I, I accept. Please do that. <laughs> I'm asking you to do that now. Please put it there. That'll be, I know, you know what? Throw on the throw on the tinfoil hat too. What the heck? You know, like <laughs> let's throw on the tinfoil hat. That'll be fine. Uh, you're just an amazing guest. Thank you so much for your time Thank and you your expertise. Me. It's been so yeah. great, so great. We'll have you back, Brad. We've done it all. We have all, all but uh, all but one thing. But uh, it's the tinfoil hat thing. It's making me forget what's next. Go Canes! Ah, go Canes!
Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a Kaniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.